The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is your host, Chris Marwitz. I'm with you again today. Uh, unfortunately, James won't be on, but hey, we have a great show. We have a lot of football to talk about. Lots have been happening this week, and we have none other than our guest, Jerry Robinson. You there with us, Jerry? I'm here, and I'm excited to be here. Again. Oh, Jerry, I, I was, it's always a joy having you on. You know, we always learn so much, and you talk about everything, and you know, I just I, I love hearing your perspective on things. So, um, just for our listeners, uh, Jerry Robinson was a former linebacker with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Los Angeles Raiders. So, Jerry, again, I need to tell our listeners about your recent accomplishment. I mean, this, this to me is just, it's huge. It's huge. So you, along with 49 other players, were named as part of the Pac-12 All-Century football team. H- has it set in yet? You know, Chris, it, uh, it has, and, you know, there's some, some things that's a constant reminder of it, like the beautiful... Uh, bronze football that we got and a couple of different things and a beautiful Pac-12, you know, uh, jacket. And, and there's still other things that are on the way. It's very exciting. It, it really is because it's, it's it, to me, it's, it's amazing. And I'm very grateful to be part of uh, such a hell of a football team. And when I look at the names on there, there's a lot of great, not only college ball, but ball players also went on to become some of them are pro football hall of famers and uh, business people and some people that are in the politics. So I am. Um, uh, it is a big honor for me, and you know, and I share it with my, you know, with my daughters and my and my family and my friends and especially those teammates of mine, you know, that that, that were there as I've gone through that journey. And uh, there have been special coaches also in my life that I know that. They got a, a big thrill out of uh, out of uh, me making that uh, that 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 team too. So I'm ex- I'm excited about it. It'll, it'll, it'll never go away because it ain't supposed to go away. It only comes around once every hundred years. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So again, it's just it's it's a huge thrill to to know that you know you 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 get you got that you you know along with with the 49 other people were you know it, and it's it's a finite group. You know that's that's a small percentage of of the players that have played in the Pac-12 in the last 100 years. So well, yeah, you really have to pick yourself on the back. You know, Chris, and, 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 it, and it's exciting also that then I found out that I made the defensive starter. And so, you know, they have a starter, you know. So, you mm-hmm. know, that was another thing that popped up there. And it was a, the linebackers of Junior Seau, uh Myself and Ricky Hunley. So, you know, one of the big things about that, the, the, you know, they gave us the award and they announced us at the Pac-12 championship game at Levi Stadium. 
December the, December the 5th. But one of the things I will always take, take away from there is that when I, was, uh, when I met Junior Seau's daughter, Sydney, um, it, was, it, it was a moment that I'll never forget because she's the sweetest, pretty little girl, beautiful girl, young lady. And, you know, I know her dad, I know her dad, and, and my relationship with him. And it was just really, really, that was one of the highlights of, uh, <clears throat> of, the, of, the, of the two-day events that they had planned with was meeting her and getting to talk to her. And, and, um, so, and then, you know, and then two weeks later, two weeks ago, from this point right here, I went and watched the movie Concussion. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was interesting there because as I'm watching this movie, Mike Webster is the first one that they talk about. In my rookie year, first one of the first teams I ever played against was the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it was Mike Webster's. And then they showed Andre Waters from the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, I was mm-hmm. on the Philadelphia Eagles when we drafted Andre. And, you know, and I knew Dave Dorson, and then you go down to Jerry Sayle. So it was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was very emotional to watch this show, uh, you know, uh, but so but here we are today. So, you know me, Chris, as I start to talk, if I forget something, people that are listening, it's because I've been concussed. <laughs> don't, well, but as a matter of fact, that's something we're going to talk about n- near the end of the show. So okay. don't, don't let me forget. We're going to talk a little bit about that. So this past weekend, we had two, ga- two games. One was just a nail biter. The other one was like, Really? <laughs> Do I have to watch this whole thing? So let's talk about the Patriots-Broncos game. Let's kind of go through that a little bit. Uh, what, 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 what did you see happen during that game? That was an interesting game to me. Um, that was a great game all the way down to the end. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better conference championship game. I mean, there was drama. There were fouls. There was things that weren't called. Here you have Tom Brady, who's, who's played behind a you know, makeshift offensive line. They've put things together. They've changed schemes. Bill Belichick says, okay, we have issues with our offensive line. You know, a week prior to the last game they had, so they stood, cut down uh, Brady's steps. He got the ball out quicker. And I'm sure Tom Lynn felt a little better about all that type of situation. But what they weren't ready for was the number one defense in the National Football League. <laughs> and Defense wins championships, and the Denver Broncos defensive line, they just got after him. You know, I'm sure Brady right now is probably sitting in an ice tub right now, but at least he can sit there and count his money and don't have to feel too bad about it. <laughs> right. that, game, that game right there, that was, that was an exciting game. That was, a, that was a great, great football game to watch. And like I said, and as you saw it, and everybody you know who, who watched the game on TV, I mean, it came down to the, you know, the two-point conversion. You know, and then, mm-hmm. then, and then here you get... One of the best kickers in the National Football League misses an extra point. I mean, who would have ever thought that? And it came down to that, you know, that missed an extra point, which meant they had to go for two in the end, and it didn't work out. And then as they show, been showing on TV on the two-point conversion, the guy that was wide open was Gronkowski. But Correct. what happens is it's easier to sit back and, and, and second-guess this and that, but when you've been playing against your Tom Brady and you're playing against that ferocious defense of uh, of Denver all day long, and you've been hit more times than you've ever been hit all year long, and maybe in your life in one game, it looks a little different to him than it did to us because we had to, you know, we're at home at the comfort of sitting in front of our house and watching the replay. But I remember they showed that, and uh, but you know, it, it ended the way it ended. You know, uh, I'm happy for Peyton because God only knows this this could be it for him. You know, because uh, <laughs> your body, you know. And, 
you might, it's like this, your mind will tell you, you think you, want, you think you can go on and play or you might want to play, but there's something about when your body starts to shut down, there's really not much that you can do about it. And Peyton's been through some, some physical things, some changes, you know, lately, as everybody knows. And uh, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad that, you know, we had the opportunity uh, to be there. But I'm sure that uh, New England Patriots fans and Tom Brady, I'm sure they're disappointed. I know they're disappointed, but I, they were probably looking forward to going to another Super Bowl, winning a Super Bowl, and having Roger Goodell hand him <laughs> that trophy. Now, that would have been that, – that, that, that was their dream. Unfortunately, it did not come true. So, like I said, I'm glad Peyton's in there. Um, uh, I'm excited for him. I'm excited for anybody to get to that Super Bowl because my situation in Super Bowl 15, which was 35 years ago, you know, I had the opportunity to play for I was playing for the Philadelphia Eagles, and we played against the Oakland Raiders at the time. And it was definitely one of the highlights of my career is going to the Super Bowl. Being able to play in the Super Bowl was probably one of the biggest highlights. But one of the biggest disappointments is when you don't win, it's a lifetime of a real bad memory. So you don't know if you get that opportunity to go. You've always been told. They always tell you. You know, there's no guarantee you're going to ever get back here. And you really don't believe that? I'll tell you the truth. You don't believe it. Oh, man, we had the Super Bowl. No, I'm sure we'll get back. No, I've never been back to another one. So I hope these guys that are there at the Super Bowl for the first time in their lives appreciate the fact that where they are and realize that um, there's no guarantee you guys will never get back there. So do everything you have to do to play the best game that you can. That's very true. That's very true. No, no, no finer words have been said than that. You know, especially for someone who's actually been there, because you know. So, so let me ask you this. You know, we'll talk about the Cardinals Panthers game a little bit, but you know, what what does it take to prepare to go to the Super Bowl? That's the advantage of Super Bowl that I found out is that you're very fortunate if you've had experience, if your team has been there before, if your owner, or your coach, or someone on your staff has been there before, because you know what to expect for first time Super Bowl players. Life changes because what happens is there's so many distractions that actually lead up, you know, into the game. Distractions, I mean this. When you come from a team that, that's been there before, the first thing your coach is going to tell you, handle all of your, business, your personal business now in the first couple of days, three or four days. Handle all your personal business, meaning tickets. Well, you can't, can't everybody get a ticket, Chris. They can't, they can't get it. And then you start thinking you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You know what I'm saying? It becomes emotional. So the smart move, if I was going to tell somebody, and I'm telling them now, is let your either your wife or your girlfriend or your agent or your attorney or your lawyer, whoever, let them, you work, sit out there, sit down and work out with them, let them handle it because you don't need any distractions because you got enough to be concerned about because there's two weeks in between, which means that the person that's, that you're going to have to play is going to play against you is watching all the film that he can watch. He's trying to find your weakness. He's trying to find your strength. He's trying to find a way to make you look bad and himself look a whole lot better. And that in itself, on the biggest stage in the world, you know, there's already added tension, or not tension, but stress and pressure. So you don't need any outside, anything coming in, interfering with what you got to do to get ready for it. But that first couple of days, you got to get rid of all that stuff. You, gotta, you have to get rid of all of it. And because, and believe me, you will hear from friends of yours that want tickets that you haven't heard from. Or, matter of fact, you might even run across 
uh, relative that you never knew that you had and just happened to have the same last name as yours and decided that he was related or she was related to you and they need some tickets. <laughs> so there's a lot mm-hmm. of craziness that goes on with it too. But you got to get that stuff out of the way. But you got to be focused. And the other thing is, once the teams, the two teams go down to, well, they're coming to Levi Stadium, San Francisco. I'm up here in Santa Rosa, which is 50-something miles from San Francisco. Once, you know, once, once you get up here, um, it's a whole, it's a whole other thing because there's one more crazy thing that's about to happen to you. It's called Media Day. Now, you cannot avoid the, Marshawn Lynch. He couldn't even, <laughs> he couldn't even avoid Media Day. Media Day is crazy. You know, not everybody likes to do interviews. Not everybody likes to talk. You know, some people are shy. Some people know what to say. It's not a, some people really don't like that, but the majority of the guys, they like it. But it's just, you have media outlets from all over the world. I mean, you got people from Japan, people from Mexico, people from Yugoslavia, people from all over the world that come to interview these ball players, And... It can be a little hectic because sometimes they ask the same questions over and over again, and sometimes they just ask the most ridiculous questions in the entire world. You know, I remember they asked me a question about uh, a girlfriend of mine in elementary school that I didn't even know I had. So, it's wow. just, you know, some of it's funny, some of it's fun, but it's just it's one of those things. I mean, if there's going to be another distraction, it'd be, it'd be me today. You just got to get it over. Just be professional about it. Understand this is what you got to do. This is a lot of time that you have to do. Be professional about it and be done with it. Now, we can go back to the last time that the Oakland Raiders had their Super Bowl uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They ran across some distractions where their center I think it was Barrett Robbins. Uh, he decided to disappear the night before the game. And that's another thing you have to be very aware of and be professional about is, you know, when you have curfews, you got you got to stick to it because there's nothing more important than what you're about to do on that Sunday. And there are distractions. Um, there are people that are trying to get to you. There's people trying to make uh, deals with the different, you know, with your Nikes and Reeboks and Under Armour now and all these different things. And people, just people are just coming at you all over the place. All you want to do is just prepare yourself to play. But when people start throwing opportunities to make money, then you kind of listen to it. So, you know, stay as focused as you possibly can because there's going to be a lot of distractions. Yeah. I, I, I think I think that's 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 some good good words of advice there for anyone who possibly has is going to or, or has the opportunity to play in the Super Bowl. So I'm I'm glad I was able to actually ask you because you've been there, you've done it, you know what to do. So um, so we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the Cardinals Panthers game last week, and then we're going to start talking about the Super Bowl coming up. So we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam had the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Chris Marwitz. And I'm back with you. We're still talking football, and we have with us the great Jerry Robinson. Jerry, how are you doing this afternoon? <laughs> I'm very happy. You know what? I, I'm very blessed. Now, I live, for people that don't know, I live in Northern California, not far from uh, San Francisco, and Levi Stadium is actually further than San Francisco. So what's going on here? is all the uh, business of shutting down the streets and the roads and they're building NFL experiences. And, you know, it's interesting to see the, the, the people here that live here, their reaction to everything that's going on. And not all the reaction is great because they're closing down major roads in San Francisco. You know, parking is very difficult anyway. It's like New York City. And they're cutting down roads and parking, and some people are getting upset about it. And this is what really tripped me out. I'm watching TV, and they show on TV at Levi Stadium the parking lot. Well, the parking lots, parking spaces, they're building some type of NFL experience or something on there, so they're taking up the parking spaces. Now, I found out that you can't park at Levi Stadium. Really? <laughs> okay, you have a problem. So what they're going to do is I, I heard that they're going to be picking people up from certain locations on buses and this and that, unless you're, you know, unless you somebody who is somebody who might roll up in a limousine, you can't even pull up in there and park your car. So there's a lot of things that happen in this town. It's exciting. It's exciting to me. If you live in that area over there and they start shutting down streets, they start doing this last, uh, what, Saturday. So some people aren't happy about it, but when it's all said and done, it's going to be a great show. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So leading up to that, you know, this past weekend, you know, we just got through talking about the Patriots-Broncos game. Let's talk a little bit about the Cardinals-Panthers game. Did, did you even watch it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause I watched it because for a couple of reasons. One of them was, was to see how Carson Palmer was going to play in that game because the Carson Palmer in the game prior to that, no one had seen him play that bad. Right. You know, and that's what I was looking at because they have a real good football team. But what that was one side of it. Then the Panthers, I wanted to see how they would react to after 
the Seattle game they had where they had such a huge lead and they let them back in the game. So mm-hmm. I was interested from that aspect. So as I'm watching the game, before you knew it, same thing, same thing was happening to the Cardinals that <laughs> that was happening to the Seattle Seahawks in the first half. So I was very interested in seeing how they were going to come out in the second half. And I was really impressed with the Ron Rivera and his and his whole staff. These guys, they had made the adjustments that they needed to make, and they knew that they had to keep pouring it on and they couldn't give up. Not give up, you know. They had to keep pouring it on, and they just the second half of um, the uh, Arizona Cardinal game was the way you were supposed to play the week prior to that, and they were able to do it. And they were able to pull together, and I thought it was. I just thought it was really truly amazing. See, Chris, I like this. To me, the game is supposed to be fun. Yeah, true. Okay. And if you can't, I tell kids all the time when I do speaking again, I say, if you can't have fun, then don't do it. Go find something else to do. Well, you have grown men who have had their dreams come true playing the National Football League. You're lucky if you have one or two guys truly having fun and showing that they're excited about it. That's great. But when you have an entire team, like the Carolina Panthers, they've taken... Cam Newton's excitement and just the way he is, and everybody is enjoying it. When you have that many people, <laughs> guys on your football team, having that much fun, you're talking about a real powerful weapon, and they are very powerful right now. I mean, they only lost one game this year, so I'm excited to see that there's there's more excitement in the game because you got to have fun doing it. I know it's a business, but, boy, if you can go to work and be happy going to work, then it's not even work anymore. Right, right. So, Jerry, you touched upon this a little bit, you know, and, I, and I, I've said many times, and I don't know if you've heard me say it, but what, what you said earlier is, is about de- defense, and I've always said defense wins games. Um, it just so happens that both the teams that are playing in the Super Bowl happen to be the number one and number two rated defenses. So as a former defensive player, you know, h- h- how do you think this is going to play in the Super Bowl? Well, what you have to do is uh, it's going to be exciting. Well, it's play like this is, the team that makes the fewest amount of mistakes and the team that comes up with the the more obviously big plays, you know, when you're sacking the quarterback, oh, let's don't turn this into just a sack. Let's turn it into a sack, strip, fumble thing. And that's the way they got to think because it's going to be a battle, you know, uh, defensively. <laughs> and uh, I'm looking for, I'm so excited about this game. So, you know, defensive mind, you, you know, you, you know you can change the game with a big play. It's all about big play. Just like there's big plays on offense, believe me, there are big plays on defense too. But the edge is going to go to the team since they're so evenly matched defensively. The special teams is going to come down and play a big part of this because we saw last week in the New England game, special teams, extra point. Whoa, look what that did to the outcome of the game. I mm-hmm. screwed up a lot of people in Las Vegas too, but I don't know. I don't really care about it. But the special teams is the big part because that's the one that takes the air out of people. Somebody returns a punt for uh, a touchdown, the air on the sideline or the other sideline, oh, you can see it leaving the building or a blocked punt. It's these little things that you have to do in a game like this that's going to make the difference because you never know which little play or which play is going to be is going to make the difference in the game. So you got to be from, from, from the beginning to the end, you know, it's, it's all out. Just do what you can do. Do what you have to do. Don't worry about everybody else. Just make sure that you take care of the details of your assignment. And you're going to rely on your teammates 
to do it too. Defense, I like, the defense part, because defense can set the tempo. You know, a couple good hits, a strip here, uh, tackle for a loss there. Uh, you know, that, that does. And, 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 and like you said, you got the number one, number two defenses. That's awesome. <laughs> I think that's absolutely. You couldn't ask for it if you're going to write a script. I mean, here it is. You're playing in the Super Bowl. The biggest game, you know, of all time in any sport is the Super Bowl. And it's not like there's a Cinderella team here. It's like you got two of the baddest teams in the NFL. Here they are. You know, here we go. So let's ride. Strap on your chin strap and let's just, let's just, let's just go for it. Exactly. That, that, that's very true about that. I mean, defense is, they, they, you watch both teams and it's, they're fun to watch. The teams are fun to watch just on the defensive, defensive schemes alone. Uh, Denver, uh, well, for instance, uh, Patriots. I, I found out that after the Patriots game, uh, the Monday after, Patriots fired their offensive coordinator, all because mm-hmm. of what Denver's defense did to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then <laughs> great, de- great defenses get a lot of position coaches fired, even oh yeah. Coaches. So they, they, they couldn't. They couldn't so, I mean, up. the pressure that they put the pressure that they put on Tom was just. But you know, because also, you know. Everybody, you know, we get excited when we see people make, I do anyway, when people make great catches, um, you know, it's good to see first downs, you see the chain moving. But I tell you what, when a defensive player makes a big, makes a play, a, a tackle for a loss, a quarterback sack, or a great dive to knock the ball down, that fires up your team offensively, mm-hmm. defensively, and everybody else also, too. So a lot of rise on defense, you can make the difference. You, you really can. And it's going to be interesting to see because, like I said, you have two weeks to prepare, and that's a long, 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 long time to prepare. So it's going to come down. And sometimes this is what happens, unfortunately. Sometimes people get in big games, and they might have a moment where they mentally forget something. Well, you can't afford to make a mistake now, not in a big game like this, because if you see anybody running wide open, catching, you see a wide receiver, tight end, whatever it is, wide open, catching the pass, someone has blown an assignment, and you don't want that type of stuff to happen because when it happens on the field and you see it on TV, this guy's wide open, well, trust me, those guys on the sidelines, they're like, man, this dude just, his mind is not in it, and you don't want that type of thing to go on, so... You know, if you see people wide open, somebody's blown assignment, and then it's up to your teammates to pull you back together because the person that feels the worst, obviously, is the person that has missed the blown assignment. It does happen even in big games. I've seen it happen. It happened in our game. <laughs> it happens a lot. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting what what happens. You know, here we're in the Denver area, so we're, you know, hearing all the stuff going on here in Denver, and, you know, we're hearing, uh, you know, kind of what's, what's happening in Carolina and so forth. But, you know, you have kind of two smaller teams as far as markets going mm-hmm. into the Super Bowl. And, you know, they don't always like that because it doesn't make a lot of money. But, you know, I, yeah, I, I still think it's going to be. You touched on something that's so cool. They say it doesn't make a lot of money. Come on, everybody. Come on now. We're not talking about millionaires. You're talking about billionaires. They make money. They do not lose money. The NFL is not mm-hmm. in business. You know, they're losing money. They just, they just, oh, here we go. We got the Los Angeles Rams again. Well, in order for it to be called the Los Angeles Rams, that whole move, 
Mr. Clunky had to pay five hundred over five hundred million dollars in relocation fees. Well, that five hundred million dollars, guess where it goes? It goes to all the other owners. That's what they do. So they might be in a small, medium market or whatever it is, but this game right here, nah, this is the biggest show on earth right now. And they're not they're not in it to lose money. Um I'm just put that aside. I'm excited for the people of Denver. I'm really excited for Carolina because it's a mm-hmm. different organization, it's a different franchise. But I'm really excited for the fact that Mr. Richardson, who played in the 19th, the owner of, uh, uh, of the Panthers, he, he played in the 1959 NFL Championship. So he won there. And so he is a former player, now owner, and I'm excited for him. I, I really am because I think it's a great opportunity for him. And being in a smaller market is going to bring more attention to that market because of uh, what they're doing. Wow. Yep, that's true. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more football. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Chris Marwitz, and we have as our guest today, Jerry Robinson. Jerry how are you this afternoon? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm wonderful. Thank you very much. You know, by the way, Chris, I'm glad you're feeling better. At least you sound better because I know last week you were a little under the weather, but you were a true, you were a trooper. I was the type of teammate you won't. Somebody's going to come <laughs> to work when they ain't feeling good. Way to go, Chris. All right. There I go. Yeah, it's, it's, 
you know, it's, it's, it's okay. Cause the only, only issue, as I was saying during the break, is I made the mistake of putting it on, on mute at the end, and I forgot I was on mute. So <laughs> hopefully I won't do that again today. So uh, anyway, let's, let's move on ahead. Um, so this weekend we have the, the Pro Bowl coming on. And it seems <laughs> like, um, and, and, and I know you've been there. You've been to the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know how, how great it is and an honor to be selected to, to play in the Pro Bowl. But in this year, it seems like a lot of the invitations are getting turned down, and basically yeah. in record numbers. You know, and some of the reasons yeah. for declining invitations are. I want to know about that. I tell you what I feel about the Pro. The Pro Bowl is a great honor to to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exciting, you know, and uh, because as part of your contract, there's an incentive clause in there to make it to the Pro Bowl, just like it is to be an All Pro. And a lot of people don't understand there's a difference from, difference between. Pro Bowl and All Pro. The the bigger award is making All Pro. The more fun, the, the one with the most excitement and fun is the Pro Bowl because it was always going to Hawaii. So what it means is that now some of these guys, because they make, not, I'm not saying that because they make so much money, but, you know, when you make a lot of money, these guys are multimillionaires. Okay, I'm going to break it down like this. The guys that played the game before me, the guys that were in the 60s and the 50s, you know, they were basically, as far as contracts, they were making tens of thousands of dollars, okay? Some of them hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, in my general, during, during my time in the league, we be, it was more like hundreds, tens of hundreds of thousands. Now these guys are making tens of millions of dollars. So there's a big, big, big difference. Now, the Pro Bowl thing is like this. If you get injured, which you probably will if you're playing football, and if you're a starter and you're really good, you're going to get hurt during the season. Your body is beat up. That's why I tell people, you know, that they like to bet on the games and this. I say, if you don't bet on don't. Hey, when the playoff time comes, like during December, be careful who you're betting on because you really don't know how many people are really hurt. So your body is beat up. You know, and you get these guys that go to the Pro Bowl that they've been there before because the greatest, the, the, the first one is always the best. The guys that have been there three, four, five, six, seven times, they know the drill, they know the routine, and they're probably looking at it like, you know what, I'd rather pass on the Pro Bowl this year, let the alternate or the person that's underneath me, the alternate, let them go and have that experience because I've been there before. Let me take care of my body so, so I can play longer in the league. And I understand that, but... Some of it looks like dudes that they just don't want to do it anymore. And I understand that, you know, it's, if their body's telling them no or they might have personal reasons, you know, they're not going to do it. But what it does do, though, when, when people start to bow, bow out of it, it allows somebody else an opportunity to go. And, it, and, and, it's, and no matter how you get there, the most important thing is just getting there, whether you're a backup and somebody decided they couldn't go or someone got hurt in a playoff series. And you went because of that. That does not matter because uh, they, they, they don't mention that in your resume. You know, the reason he went to the Pro Bowl in, 19, in 2016 was because so-and-so decided that he didn't want to go. No, the fact that you went and you went. And it was a great opportunity. Guys have fun. It's a good time for camaraderie. You know, it's a, it's a different game. Um, it's not all the pressure of... <laughs> Or playing a regular season game or a playoff game, but it's not about that. You know, someone's got to be entertaining, and it gives uh, gives gives people that haven't had a chance to see you guys play as an all star team gives them a chance to watch. You know, the best, some of the best in the NFL. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's true. I don't know. How do you feel? Wait, Chris, how do you feel about it? You know, it, it, so, so you see that the NBA and the, and, the, and the baseball, and they do their all-star weekend, and they're, they're, there's so much to it, built up with it. And it, it's, you know, they do the, the home run derby and for the baseball, and, and then, you know, and here in the basketball, it's just it's something fun to see. The Pro Bowl, I don't know, it's just not as entertaining to watch or see. So mm-hmm. I don't know what, what what they need to do to try to make it where it's something people are like the Super Bowl. You know, I don't know if they need to put add add extra commercials or something to it. You know, where people are going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, but but, but, but they need to do something. Yeah, yeah, there needs to be uh, to keep the excitement of it. They need the fan experience. They got to be able to do that. You know, the thing about um, <laughs> let's take basketball, <laughs> basketball or and baseball too. But when you have Fans voting people in—that's that's when you know um, they're more involved in it. You know, they, right. they watch it more because they know and they feel that they had a hand in picking these people. You know, I understand that, but you know, if you get a player from another country and you get <laughs> from another country and you get the whole country voting two or three, or four times, they're gonna win because of fan votes. Okay, so that's not fair neither. <laughs> so, but the Pro Bowl. They need to do something about the excitement of it. You know, it's, it's another, you know what it is? It's, it's a, excuse me. This is another reason why these guys, some of them decide not to play. It's another game. They've had enough games. Right, <laughs> you know, right. they're, ti- they're tired of playing. Their bodies, they're, they're, they're tired of playing. And I respect somebody for that because, you know, everything you do, there's a, there's a financial reward to winning and losing, just like it is over there, you know, like it is now, like it always has been. And there's financial benefit for going uh, to the Pro Bowl, but like I said, these guys are making enough cash right now that it's like it, what's more important is not it's not about the money; it's about my health. So I want to be ready to help my team get to the Super Bowl because Chris, this, this is this is interesting. I was hanging out with Cliff Branch, who three-time Super Bowl champ for for the Oakland Raiders, Oakland mm-hmm. and LA, and Raymond Chester and Rod Martin, some other guys. And the one thing that, if you win a Super Bowl, the one thing that, that they were talking about is that there's nothing like winning the Super Bowl or being a world champion. What they remember the most is the confetti falling from the sky. Wow. The excitement that goes around with that. <laughs> you can't buy that. And then you get the Super Bowl ring, but... When the confetti falls, it's all over. And if it's falling on you, you the man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know because I've been in the other locker room and the confetti was falling and we had nothing to do with it. <laughs> so, right, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the other problem is, you know, here they have the big game, the Super Bowl, the week after. So they, they're, they're building so much to the Super Bowl that I think the, the Pro Bowl kind of gets overlooked because it's so close to it. And I don't know mm-hmm. if they need to have it like a month from now, somewhere after, way after the Super Bowl. I don't know. I mean, because you've got well, well, to make sure they're in shape. You know, you yeah, can't have you them in the offseason I mean, when they're not in shape. My recollection, but, is, my, my recollection is correct, which possibly may not be. You know how I am. But the Pro Bowl used to be at the end of the year. When, when everything was over, they went. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and that's how it should be done. You don't need to break it down anywhere. It's like, okay, here we go. It's like, okay, here we go. Sports fans, football fans, 
we have this is this is our this is our gift and this is our treat to you. Here you go. But you know, right. you can't you know. So I don't know. But it's just a great honor to be named to a Pro Bowl. You know, like I said, oh, you know, the guys that the guys that are backing out now, it's because it's probably because of injury. It's just it's injury and if they've done it a whole lot they realize that boy, I don't wanna <laughs> I don't have to get ready for another one of these games where it's not the Super Bowl. <laughs> right, right. That's 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 true. So all right, so let, let, let's, let's kind of change things up a little bit. Um, okay. So Troy Aikman was talking about, you know, Dallas adding a big-name backup quarterback, and he named Johnny Manziel and Robert Griffin III as possibly coming on board with the Cowboys in 2016. What would you think about either one of them coming on board and being a backup quarterback with Dallas? Well, I think, you know, by Troy making that statement, it goes to show and it proves that he's been hitting the head quite a bit, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, I understand. <clears throat> Let's go to Johnny Mandel first. You're talking about, excuse me, a really exciting college football player. Because that's what I'm, I'm drawing from that experience. <clears throat> excuse me. Because he hasn't played enough in the NFL yet. Johnny Manziel has the tools. He's just gifted. That boy is just gifted. Well, not only is he gifted, he's also sick. He has some issues that he needs to deal with, and that's not hard. Hard headed, yeah. Yeah, those 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 issues that have gotten him in the limelight. Those are issues that he needs to deal with, and a, and, and a geographic geographical location change ain't going to do it. He needs to take care of the problems that exist right now. When there's people that don't want to be around you, they don't want you on their team, there is a problem. It's a huge problem if you're the quarterback. It's just a huge problem. Johnny has a ton of talent. Johnny has a ton of issues, too. Robert Griffin III, I really mm-hmm. truly believe by this man standing on the sideline at every game without a uniform, his jersey on, Taught him something. He's had a chance to grow up because Robert Griffin III, you, he doesn't, you didn't hear anything from him. He stopped talking. Finally, he stopped talking. The young man, talented, gifted without a doubt. But, you know, sometimes, you know, less said is, is a whole lot better than, you know, you don't always have to be talking the whole time. And, you know, dude, you're, you just, he just came out of college from Baylor and all that kind of stuff. You, you, you're dealing with a grown man with families. <laughs> and, they get tired of hearing you saying stuff and this and that, and if you're not backing it up or whatever it is, or if you're pointing the finger, that's not what this is about. Shut up. <laughs> you talk too much. When you start talking about his brand, brand, dude, the brand is the Washington Redskins. That should be your main concern. When you're not talking about your team and you're talking about you, that's a problem. Grown men don't react to that very well. And so be that as it may, but Robert has probably grown up because he had to sitting there. Um, Johnny or <laughs> Robert Griffin third would be a great addition to the uh, Dallas Cowboys because you don't know yeah. what's going to happen to Romo. You just don't know. And it just goes to show you, you need a backup quarterback. A good backup, backup quarterback, quarterback. Are really, are really, really valuable. And, and either one of those guys would, would, would be great because they could get to, they provide excitement. What's the Cowboys about? Come on, America's team. But, you know, when they named the Dallas Cowboys America team, they did not send a voting ballot to me. I just want to make That's that right. clear. But, <laughs> you know, 
the excitement that these two kids have, Johnny Mandel and, and Robert Griffin III, they'd be great in Dallas. I, I, think they, I think they really would be because you need something because what has happened since Romo got hurt, especially since last year, it didn't work. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. So I think that'd be a I'll just mess around talking about Troy. I like Troy. Yeah. He's a good dude. He is. But I still he is. think he's concussed. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, hold that thought. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Chris Marwitz, and we have with us again Jerry Robinson. Jerry, it's always a pleasure to have you on. I always enjoy listening to you and listening to your perspective on things, and it's, it's, it's great to have you. Well, it's good to you. You know what? It's great to be here. By the way, I love the job that you do. You make it easier, really. I mean, you know, you make it easy to talk about whatever it is, and what I really love about you is the fact that when I'm, through, when I'm through talking and when I'm done saying what I'm saying, you'll bring me back to where we need to go. Because I'm a lost <laughs> child, honey. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of which, let, let, let's continue on with this. So I, I, I appreciate, appreciate the words on that then, Jerry. That's great. So, um, all right. So a, after the, the, when the conference games were going on, um, Mike McCarthy, you know, when it was over with, the Green Bay Packers head coach, he called out Eddie Lacy for not being in good shape, you know, the season and need, that he needs to return next season, losing weight, being in far better shape. You know, we know that Lacey is not the only player of the season who is out of shape. Uh, but what do you think? What is necessary for the? Do you think that it is necessary for the coach to call him out like that, or should he have done it in private? You know, a situation like that, I really believe he's probably spoken to him in private before, and it seems like 
But that doesn't sound like McCarthy. I mean, I just, you know, most coaches don't do that. And, and, and in order for that to happen, something that we don't know about has probably taken place. And it's not a secret that Lacey does need to get in shape. I mean, if he drops some pounds, he's going to be better, better healthy, for, better for his health. It's going to be a, a whole lot better for the Green Bay Packers. Now, I, I just feel that probably, you know, they, they discussed that, the, the weight issue. And it's really important because that's, that's why they have weigh-ins on Saturdays. That's why if, you do, if you're overweight, you will be fined. We will take money out of your pocket because there's a certain formula and this and that where they have guys, on, you know, you've got to pose away this and away that. And when you don't, you know, you're not helping yourself. You're not being healthy to yourself, or, or you, nor are you being healthy and helpful to your football team. So McCarthy is just talking about accountability. That's what it is. It's about being, you know, hey, you're, you're in a business that people would die for to play. Oh, my God. If all they had to do was stay underweight and never go overweight, they would die for it. They'd give the right arm for it. And he just, you know, he wants them to be better because it's going to be better for their football team. Right. So I just learned something from you. I didn't realize that Saturdays was weigh-in day. Didn't know that. Yeah, kind of like Weight weigh-in Watchers, but, but, but on the pro level. <laughs> hey, Chris, there's some <laughs> funny things that happen on weigh-in. These big offensive linemen, and, you know, they get there early before weigh-in, and they go into the sauna and put on a, on a sweat vest and start doing jumping jacks and push-ups, and they're damn near dead. Then soon as weigh-in. One minute after, they headed to the Krispy Kreme donuts and <laughs> sandwiches, donuts, and everything. It's just so funny, watch. But I didn't have that issue. I always have problems with putting on weight. And I remember, because, uh, you know, you don't find many inside linebackers in college, and especially in the NFL, at 218 pounds. So I remember a few times I'd actually go in there early. I'd go in the weight room, and I'd pick up some two-and-a-half-pound weights, two of them. And I'd strap them around. I'd tape, my, tape them down on myself, and I put on a pair of sweatpants because I always—I never had to worry about taking off stuff to make weight. And but psychologically, the, the, that weight day is really—it it does something to you, and is really important to you. So, matter of fact, that's just my story. I used to try to put 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 weights on me to to, to make it look better on the weighing sheet. But they will take money out of your pocket if you're overweight. Wow. I, I knew that. I just didn't know that you guys actually had weigh-in day official on certain days. So I guess it, it is important you know, to stay within yeah, that. Yeah. So, All right. So we've, you, we've kind of hinted and, 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 and danced around this subject a little bit today, but let, let, let's get into it. Do you think the future of the NFL is in trouble? You know, kids are getting bigger and stronger. Hits are coming harder. No matter the equipment, there will always be more and more injuries. You know, and there, there's that new movie called Concussion Out, and everyone knows that that's a huge, huge problem. What do you think about this? <laughs> well, I think the NFL is going to do everything they can to make the game safer, um, even if it is giving more money and more money to the heads-up programs and, and educating parents, but, you know, uh, the mothers, because when the mothers, are, when they're... That's how the attention became to the NFL. That's it. When the, the mothers are the ones that got their attention because a mom is not going to let her little baby boy go out there and play that game if that's exactly what goes on. So, you know, they have to convince the moms, make sure that the moms know that the kids are relatively safe because it is football. And they are doing, they're trying to change the rules, change the rules. Well, they need to change the techniques, you know. I mean, I know a, a good friend of mine who, ex-teammate of mine has been working on this for a long, long, long time. 
And it's about you got to re-educate your brain and your mind and all this kind of stuff about you know no longer put your head in there. You can you can play you can tackle you can play tackle football without ever putting your head on somebody else's head. You can do it. You just have to be taught it. Now the game of football it, it'll, it'll never go away. <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. The game is going to be safer, which you know after 13 years in the NFL I know for a fact it should be safer, and I'm glad that they're doing something about it. But this is one of those, those those games or businesses or games that you know you, there's not a, there's not a hundred percent cure or answer for it because you will get hit, you will get hurt because that's a game of football. If you don't want contact, go play tennis, go play golf, or go you know be a ballet dancer. Nothing wrong with none of those. But if you like physical contact, football is a game for you. But now you're starting at the younger ages. They need to learn because those are the ones that are coming up. Those are the ones that have to be educated and taught to play the game differently. And eventually and slowly, contact, you know, with the helmet is, 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 will be out of the NFL, and it's going to take a while. But movies like Concussions, what that did, I felt that it allowed the public to see what was going on, the real deal that was going on. My question is, how about treatment? They never, no one's talking about trying to treat these players, us, that have been there who know that we have problems. And to sit there and watch that movie knowing that what they knew and what they didn't do about it, that is just, that's something that just drives me crazy. But I knew it all along. I mean, I just think it was a great opportunity for other people to know that because the reaction of the people in the movie theater, I mean, a lot of them knew that I was a ball player, this and that, and they were asking me questions. And I was asking them, what did you think? And they were just shaking their head because the thing of it is that it's what the NFL knew and didn't do anything about it, you know? Yeah. And that's yeah. that business is all about business, and unfortunately, uh, you know, you will suffer from it. But let's talk about getting us some treatment. You know, hey man, <laughs> instead of taking this lawsuit that we did, the case that we won, having ninety mm-hmm. appeals, which is going to last forever, which they're probably hoping we forget about it because if you've been concussed, you might forget about it. <laughs> but you know, yeah. instead of doing that, let's. You know, there's a couple things that are going on now, not through the NFL, through, through groups that are involved with former athletes. I mean, as a matter of fact, this Friday, I'm headed over to a doctor, a lady named Dr. Roberts, and we're going to be doing some, uh, some treatment on, on my memory and, and it, it, trying to help me. Okay? Good. That's all it is. I just want help. I'm not asking for the money. Yo, dude, help a brother out. <laughs> right. Right. Well, good. I'm glad that you're you're doing something because it's something can make people angry, you know, for for what they knew and yep. didn't do anything for it. So, yeah. well, Chris, the thing of it is that I'm doing something about it because somebody else is doing something about it. It ain't the league doing anything about it. It just has nothing to do with the league because right. they'd, they'd rather deny all the tests of those that come from doctors that are qualified for it, but. If they don't like the results that they get, they'll just deny it. And that's what's going on. It's been going on back and forth. But anyway, I still love the game of football. If I could do it all over again, I would do it on the one condition that that once I'm through playing this game, that I would be covered medically, you know what I mean, insurance-wise, mm-hmm. and let's get treatment here. Let's help you out because, you know, I love the game, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I have one final question for you. So okay. after Sunday's game, Peyton Manning was heard saying, this might, might be my last rodeo. Do you really think uh-huh. he's going to retire after the Super Bowl? You know, it's like this. no one knows the pain that Peyton Manning is going through physically and mentally. And for him to say that, I mean, he was probably speaking the truth. And what more, 
what more does he have to do? I mean, you know, if he wins, what more is there to do? There's nothing else to do. You know what I mean? Now he's got to start thinking about his kids and his family. Dude, when you get out of this game, your body is going to let you know. This is going to be the first thing that wakes him up in the morning. He's going to get slapped right in the head with pain. <laughs> and money can't, cure, money can't do nothing about that. The pain that he's about to go through when he gets out of the game is going to be from his body. So his body's probably telling him, you know what, man, and it's time to shut it down. And I'm glad he said that because he was being honest about it. Nobody knows what Belichick said to him. But right. you know, this, I, I could see it being over for Peyton. Yeah. Wouldn't bother me because you know they're in the same division with the Raiders. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got Osweiler to deal with. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yo, yeah. There you go. That's another kid. There you go. So, well, Jerry, it's been a pleasure having you on again, as always. You know, I always enjoy talking to you, and you know, again, you taught me something today. Thank you. With the way in? Yes. But that, again, uh, that's right. something I never knew. But, you know, well, it's always good to learn something. For, hey, Chris, for a lot of guys on the, on, in football, that's the day they hate the most. I mean, they, they'd rather deal with an angry or angry spouse or angry girlfriend than sometimes have to deal with that, that skill because that <laughs> yeah. skill does not lie. And, but anyway, you know, I'm excited about the Super Bowl. Um, I'm, uh, I am. It should be a great football game. And once again, thank you for for letting me be on your show. I'm headed out to Florida next week to go visit my daughters and my granddaughters. So I'll be. Uh-huh. I'm just. I'll be in Miami with with one of my granddaughters, with my daughter Jill, and her, and her husband Jordan. And I'm looking forward to it down there visiting this law firm, firm, Red David Law. Might as well throw that in there, Chris. Might as well. And then I get to go up to uh, Gainesville to visit my. My oldest daughter, who's having another daughter, so oh, I'm gonna be busy. I'm gonna be excited, and once again, Chris, God bless you, and thank you so much, and uh, I hope you feel better, even better now than you do now. Okay. All right, thank you. It's been a great, great week as always, and you be safe and good travels. All right, Chris. Bye bye. All right, take care. Bye. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.